What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I'm welcoming you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 48.2. And uh, we're continuing our playthrough of Persona 4. Uh, but before that, uh, Mr. Quinn has uh, a piece of toast with some Marmite on it, and he's going to give it the old college try. So, Matt, I want you to dig in. We're going to do it live. It really does smell odd. <laughs> So I've got my tiny little heart-shaped container of Marmite. Mm -hmm. Have you? It tastes you, like rubber. I mean, it kind of smells like rubber. Have you have you spread it on the toast yet? It it is on the toast. Okay. Have you spread it quite thin, or have you gone for like a full so kind of layer? It looked thick at first, but this is very craggy bread. Mm. So yep. it's all sunk down inside. So oh. the topmost oh, layer. Oh, perfect! Oh, the topmost layer doesn't look very thick, but there's a I there's a reservoir to, underneath. I need to go and get myself some marmite as well. Don't have any in my cupboard. God, currently I could not eat that. It doesn't seem like a breakfast thing. Do people eat it for breakfast? Yep. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna try it. Let's do it. Do it. Nope. Nope. No, you didn't want to try it, or no, you don't like it, or... No, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It just tastes like salt, and then a dark aftertaste. Yeah. Oh, why would anyone eat this? I told you, man. It's like love it or hate it. There's no Ooh. in between. Yeah, it is definitely intense. I'm not sure I actually tasted anything. Keep going. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> oh, I think I might throw up. Uh, no. Nope. Oh, come on, man. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, it's gross. <laughs> no, that's just really bad. Oh. I didn't get it at first. All I got was salt, but then that second bite. Whew. Yeah, no. no that, I really might. I really might throw up. Oh boy! <laughs> so the, oh, that's awful. Uh, get you get some coffee or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a large bottle of water. You gotta have something flavor. <laughs> Joe, I'm gonna send you some. No, <laughs> that will never get used. Well, come on sure, now, got, man. I I've got these single-serve ones. You've got a 50-50 chance. You may love it. I don't know. Like, sure, I've got these single-serve ones. I'll bring you one. Oh, God. Because yeah. I, I don't need all four of the, the ones I have left. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yep. Future episode. Yeah. We need to know what Drew thinks. It's so intense. I could imagine you could, like... Add it to something like let's say you added a couple of drops to a chili or something, something that that, that has like a, a thick, meaty, rich flavor. Mm -hmm. Ugh. But I can't imagine just eating it on bread. It's it's so strong. That's what makes it so nice. Mm, I don't know. You're the tiebreaker, Drew. It's got to be done. Uh, Counting on you. Uh. <laughs> It may have to wait because, uh, unfortunately, I um, I, I will not be able to come to Atlanta next Saturday. <laughs> oh. 
I have to um do wedding stuff, not my wedding. Wedding stuff, that's quick. Not not no 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 no. <laughs> Another person's wedding <laughs> that I'm gonna be in. This will make four weddings in the past two years that I've been in. Yeah, this is crazy. Actually just in the last week I got saved the dates for two of my best friends' weddings. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. One of them's gonna be a week in Mexico. Oh Jesus. Oh I see. I got one in May that's a week in Vegas, so that's also gonna be quite exciting. Oh nice. Jeez. Don't don't spend it all, Sophie. Oh, yeah, no. At least not no, on day that's... one, or else the next six days will be pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm broke. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, now that we got the Marmite situation out of the way. No, I, I thought maybe I was going to be one of those in-the-middle people. I know there, there apparently is... aren't very many, but I thought I was going to be that one, like, right. oh, Maybe I could see it some days, but no, I no. I can't see any reason why anyone would put this in their mouth. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't, I'd like that scares the shit out of. Me. I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I the the, the vitriol Matt has uh, is, you know, I have the adoration on yeah. the other side, of Marmite. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, so can, can you? I would love for you to explain it because what I just tasted, I can't imagine anyone in the world would like. It tastes like salty cat food. <laughs> Having never eaten cat food, I couldn't possibly comment on that. But um, no, I, I love it. I think it's really nice. I, I like it. I like that it's sort of salty and bitter and it's like thick and gooey. Oh. It's perfect on yeah. toast. Yeah, it is that too, Drew. <laughs> it's got the consistency of like... Thick caramel. Yeah, tar. (laughs) It doesn't taste like tar. But yeah, caramel is another good... Yeah. I guess it depends how you want to spin it. uh, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine the nastiest thing I've ever tasted. The um, Atlanta has the world of Coke. I'm actually going there next. Yeah, there you go. That's a great place to go. It's really fun. I don't know if they still have it. This was a long time ago, but they have like the the, the different beverages Coca Cola makes around the world. And I remember one of them called Beverly, I believe was the name of it. Beverly, like the woman's name, Beverly. Um, and that was completely disgusting. <laughs> um, it's it's just straight up bitter. It's like you're drinking like hardcore Alka Seltzer. Mm. Um, but it's like in a concentrated form. So give that a shot and see if it's better than Marmite. So the one other crazy thing that I really want to try is haggis. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Just even knowing what that is, I couldn't eat that. I think, see, you'll, I think you'll come back to Marmite with open arms if you go there. Every, every time I go to the UK and we talk about weird foods, haggis comes up. And I'm always, like, resistant to it at first. But then it gets described to me sort of like Thanksgiving stuffing, and I'm like, oh, that, that actually sounds pretty nice. At, at the same time, that – was it? The, the the blood pudding or whatever? Yeah, see, I've had that, and it was fine. It was oh, delicious. Just the the fact of what you're eating just sounds disgusting to me. I mean you're just eating blood. Well, it's not just blood. Oh, yeah, but I mean the primary ingredient in it is blood. I was just like, why would you do that? This is such a great advert for UK food. I mean, we Marmite, got... haggis, 
<laughs> my, my, my first rundown, so my first goal when I went over there the first time was to get beef and ale pie and fish and chips. Those are my, those are my two goals. And then this time my goal was more – actually, it was Marmite. Yeah. I was reading about it on the plane on the way to the UK. I'm like, I wonder if I can find this anywhere. If I were to go to the UK, one of the biggest things I want to have is that I've always heard it called a full English. Yeah, full English breakfast. Yeah, yep. that that sounds absolutely tasty, minus the bloodshed. Because um, I know that some people eat that blood pudding with it. See, I thought that was more on the Irish breakfast than in the English breakfast. Mm. Yeah, just gotta have the bangers and mash. Yeah. Toad in the hole? No, I didn't have one of those. Well, it sounds kind of like a sexual maneuver. <laughs> it does. What a great segue into Persona 4. <laughs> uh, I didn't have sex in Persona 4. What? <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, I guess we can talk about Persona 4. Um, geez. Uh, this next thing... Is kind of strange. Um, Thank God I beat it this morning, about an hour ago. Oh, really? Really? Oh, man. That, be, yeah. that, that was a, a trudge of a boss fight. I beat it yeah. last night, and I have to say, it it was a long fight, but it was never difficult for me. Yeah, I got so pissed off with this boss fight in the sense that I thought I was doing all, all right. The first couple of times and then like I like we were talking about in the last episode you get really close to the end and you're thinking yeah it's gonna be will I die will I heal will I make it and it was one of them and then a couple of times I died then I went away I grinded a little I ranked up a couple of levels I went back and I died like straight away mm. which yeah. really really pissed me off because yeah. I was like this doesn't make any bloody sense because then I got really lucky when I went back thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to grind for hours and hours and hours. And I really didn't want to. And I was just like in full on gamer rage at this point. But I got lucky with some golden hands and ranked up pretty quick, actually. And yeah, the th- I think it was the third or fourth attempt. I managed to slog through it. But yeah, I think mine was my third or fourth as well. Oh, God, I think I was a level. I think I was level 44 when I beat it. I think I was 46-ish. 44 or 45, something like that. Mm. I, um, I fused a persona um, that is fucking amazing. Um, it's called Black Frost. Mm. You have to I use, haven't even seen that one yet. You have to use mm. the pentagram fusion for it. Um... And uh, it is it it uh, nullifies uh, both fire and ice. Very useful for that fight, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah, and uh, it also has what they call fire amp, which I think doubles the amount of damage from fire attacks. So, are those like in- intrinsic abilities, or do you have to actually use them? Those those are just passive abilities. Okay. Yeah, um, and. Uh, I I fused that one and equipped it, and it made that fight pretty stinking easy. Uh, it absor- uh, excuse me, it, it absorbs, so it heals you when you get hit by ice and fire. Mm. 
I'm looking it up right here. It says can be obtained by the Pentagon spread fusion and develop room using Jack Frost, Pyro Jack, King Frost, Pixie, and Ghoul. Cool. What are the odds that I have those five exact ones at any point, though? Well, you can use the compendium to buy them. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what I did because I had a, a King Frost. So did you know this is what you wanted to make? I I just looked at what I could fuse. I just wanted to check out the other uh, fusions, and most of the time they're like so high level that I'm not even there yet. Yeah. But I saw that Black Frost, you can fuse it at level 38. And I was like, okay, well, I can do that because I'm level 39 right now. And uh, I just – I already had King Frost and I had already had in the compendium Pyrojack and Jack Frost, Pixie and Ghoul, bottom, fuse it together. That thing fucking wrecks stuff. Yeah. It is fantastic. Um, But yeah, going into it, um, after we um, save Rize, um there's a, a couple of things that, that happen. The first one being uh, Teddy – decides to join our party and in doing so something very strange with Teddy happens. He, he, he decides he wants to come out of the television. Um, and when he does, he can actually take off his suit now because he has somehow manifested a human body inside of his suit. Um, of this, I don't know. I will say pretty boy because everybody, every, everything acts like that. The, the game suggests that he's like this beautiful person. <laughs> um, I guess you would be I'm- unique. Blonde hair, blue eyes in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He would stand out. There's certainly like, I think it's definitely implied that he's supposed to be quite effeminate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh- go ahead. No, that that's kind of it. He's not kind of... It's just after all the stuff they went through with Kanji and this whole kind of thing, which I sort of found as I was going through this part of the game, the whole kind of Kanji desperately trying to prove that he's a real man and all this kind of stuff. And then here comes Teddy and super effeminate, super kind of, as you say, like pretty boy. And yeah, I just thought it was just quite a jarring contrast. Yeah. And I found it interesting that when you go into the television and add him to the party, he's still in his bear suit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? why? <laughs> well, and I found that kind of just going through the game from this point on, it seemed to just be totally random whether he was in the suit or not. I mean, I kind of, I got to these like dialogue points where he goes to work at Junus, right? As a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they kind of get around the fact that he's out of the TV and in the real world. But then I'm really confused as to why, if he doesn't need to wear the suit, why he needs to have like a cover story for the suit. Yeah, I don't know. Well, see, it's funny because they originally why all the stu- all all your party members went into the television in their school uniforms was because they could hide their weapons that way, and that was that was the whole reason. But during summer break, they just go in in their regular clothes. I don't know. This game doesn't make much sense sometimes. Like, but it, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he comes out and he's like this pretty boy, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, Teddy, you're beautiful." And it's it, and he still has the same voice actor, and just doesn't fit it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, after saving uh, Rise, 
the well, we, we I forgot to mention the last episode because it happened in the last the before we went and saved Rize. Um We go on a uh, school field trip, like a camping trip. Oh yeah. Um, and it's long, and it quote unquote adds flavor to the characters. At the same time, I'm just like, oh, I see when this what is you did there, Drew, because of the whole cooking shenanigans. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good pun. Mm-hmm. And we we get to get in cooking shenanigans again after this next dungeon. God. God. Um, but. <laughs> They they but they establish a couple of things um here. Um Moraoka, which I have not mentioned yet in the show, we should mention. Uh King Moron, as they call him, he is one of the teachers. Uh he is your homeroom teacher uh in Persona Four. Uh he's a bit of a douchebag. Uh and he he um he treats everybody like they're some kind of weird sexual deviant he thinks you're all just trying to have sex all the time and you know he's wanting you to straighten up and i'm watching your ass and you know don't don't do anything funny um and he's just he's just a real douchebag uh so everybody calls him king moron unfortunately uh he gets killed (laughs) (laughs) i quite liked his character though because i kind of thought he was like a really over-exaggerated stereotype of what everyone else. This was something that felt quite true to me when you're kind of 14, 15 at school and you always have that one kind of teacher who just seems to be such a miserable, soulless, life-draining bastard who doesn't have any kind of sense of humour or anything like that and just seems unnecessarily mean all of the time. Yeah. And it just seems like King Moron was an exaggerated version of that as seen through the eyes of the, the kids and stuff. Yeah. And I thought it was, I actually quite, I thought that was one of the more kind of amusingly sincere aspects of the whole kind of school dynamic. Because everyone's had a teacher like that, hey? Like, or every school at least has one. Yeah. It just, it did make me laugh. But uh, he uh, he gets murdered and is hung up on a water tower. Uh, much like the other victims of the, uh, the Midnight Channel. Uh, but this time, there was no Midnight Channel. He just died. And so we come to the conclusion that this guy was killed outside of the television. Just a normal ass murder. But the thing is, like, they, they never say how he died. Like, did he get shot? Was it? Was he stabbed? You know, they they never go into detail with that. Um. So uh, we're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, you know, now now people are just dying outside of the television, and then we're like, oh well, maybe the killer's getting desperate. You know, maybe they're. And the, but then we're trying to associate, you know, there was always a rhyme and reason to this stuff, as in like people who were thrown into the television, who were targeted, were people who were originally on television at one point or time. King Moron was never on television. Um, and we're like, okay, well, that doesn't really make any sense. So we're back to square one. We don't know what the hell this killer's doing. Um, but the police, we hear from Adachi. That the police have a suspect and they're trying to find him, and they can't find him. So uh, uh, we then watch the Midnight Channel, and uh, it's actually clear as day. Normally, when we watch the Midnight Channel to see who's next, 
um, it's kind of fuzzy and we can't tell who it is. This one, we actually realize who it is right away. We see him clearly. And it's another person that I didn't mention on our show because it was kind of like a small little passing, but it comes back. Um, is a, a guy. He's a really creepy looking guy who, uh, in the early, uh, hours of the game, tried to hit on and ask out Yukiko mm -hmm. in a really strange way. Um, and, uh, now he's inside the television, uh, and he's actually talking to the audience saying, you guys want to come get me, you, you come, come after me, come at me, bro. Come at me. So, um, we're like, oh shit. We think this guy is the killer. He's in the television. And then does he know that if he stays there long enough, he's going to get killed? Does he know how this television shit works? So we decide to have to go in after him. Not really on the pretense of trying to save him, though. No, no. We were trying to get him so we could turn him into the police. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, that, I mean, it, it was weird because we were like, we did, like, we get that, yeah, this guy's probably the killer. We need to get him. At the same time, it's, it's one of those things of, does he know how the television world works? You know, has he ever been yeah. into the television? You know, or is he just throwing people in? Um, so. We go into the Although television. I, I, or, I do think somebody comments on that, right? And they say, you know, he is the killer. Like, why would we try and save him? Yeah, we'll just leave like him. That. Yeah, we'll just leave him. I think Kanji had said it. Yeah. He was like, just leave him there. He'll fucking get killed. You know? And then problem solved. But um, no, we're too, we're too uh, morally good on that. We have to go get him and bring him to justice. Speaking of which, you know, like um, in the social links and stuff like that, uh, most of the time um, – you will do a social link and the arcana kind of goes with the character itself. So like Yukiko's the empress. And, um, I just love how Nanako is judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah Nanako is Batman. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I just found that to be funny. Um, yeah. Every time I, every time it, I rank up, uh, Nanako and it says justice, I always go justice. Nanako. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, so uh, uh, before well, – I have to put it this way. Uh, before we enter the television, we have to go on that wild goose chase of trying to find information on the person uh, to which I said, yeah, the last time was a, a, a bitch to do. So I'm just going to look it up on the internet because I don't remember how to, to find these people. And this one actually forces you to waste days. Oh, that's yeah. – this is – yeah, I – I thought this one kind of was a bit easier because, like, you, there was someone I spoke to really quickly who was just like, oh, why don't you just go and ask, um, is it Tajima? Or it's Tajima you have to go and yeah, speak to, isn't go, it? go straight to the yeah. cops. Cause so I'm thinking, up. cool, I'll just go home because he's usually just sitting at home. And then I did that for, like, three days and he didn't turn up at night. And I'm like, where is this fucker? <laughs> Until I sort of realized... I, I was like, well, what, what? So I talked to a few more people because I thought maybe I've missed a step or something. And then the woman was like, oh, he usually shows up on these streets on like a Tuesday, a Friday and a whatever thing on like a sunny day or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, had to wait around for him to show up. Yeah, luckily I, I did it on that day and found him. But then they were like, oh, he's not going to talk to us. So maybe we had to talk to Adachi. And well, to that day, Adachi's not at Juness. So I had to wait a day, then go to Juness and talk to him. And then 
then I have to wait another day and wait for another student to talk to because he, the guy used to work at the, at the grill or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, geez, I'm wasting three days here. Yeah. You know, and I mean, yeah, they give you a, a decent amount of time to rescue people. At the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, but I want to work on my social links and stuff too. Yeah. It's just annoying. I just want to get in there and grind, really, because I've I've come to the conclusion that in order to beat the boss of each dungeon, I'm going to have to at least take three days of grinding. Yep. You know? And so, um, but yeah, we eventually get the information. We go into the, the television, and then we find where he is. And his area is interesting. It's cool. Yeah. It is kind of like an 8-bit role-playing game. It's Everything looks like it's an 8-bit. Uh, On the simplest level, is it just supposed to represent that he thinks it's a game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he thinks this whole thing is a game. Killing people and, you know, uh, kidnapping them and, and doing all these horrible things are just, you know, it, it, it's him leveling up and him, you know, scoring points and shit. I and, thought it was cool, actually, this dungeon, yeah. though. The, like, the way, the whole setup, and I know the game is kind of really quite literal in places, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, in a, in an appropriate way, I think, in, in a way that makes sense, and other times in a kind of, holy crap, do you know what I mean? Like, do you have, you could possibly be a bit more subtle. But this worked quite well, and I think the whole kind of design of this dungeon, like, the, the aesthetic and stuff, and even the music kind of went yeah, into I the really 8 bit. Yeah, eight bit kind of music, and I thought this is actually genuinely cool. You know, yeah, I, I loved the uh, the boss fight music because it's the boss fight music, but in eight bit form. Yeah, it was good. Um, there and were every- a couple of floors that were a bit annoying, but yeah, cool. there there was two floors in this dungeon particularly that that had kind of like a trick to them. Um, and you well going through the dungeon itself when we make it to the top floor to get ready to fight the boss well the door's locked which means we got to go back to the dungeon to find the key and well, assuming you didn't just yeah fill I out just, your floors on the way up i did I, not I, yeah no i managed <laughs> I to cuz i got stuck on a couple of floors and i managed to just i picked that key up on the way i think it was like maybe the 7th floor or something the one way you kind of keep trans transporting i guess you know it kind of to different parts yeah, it kind of turns your direction right yeah, yeah yeah one's teleporting and one just like yeah you kind of run over the bit and it turns your direction around and stuff so yeah it were a bit kind frustrating of, yeah but... you can get kind of discombobulated on which way you're going um but yeah i, I had to go back which was fine by me because i had made it to the top and i was like okay now i'm gonna go back down a couple of floors and just kind of clear out and grind and i was like oh i gotta I got get this key so yeah let's just go back and grind some and i got the key and and all that other stuff so w- when you took on this boss what level were you i think i was around i you know i now looking back i can't quite remember i have to turn on my vita and see what level i'm now but i think i was possibly at around level 40 or 41 okay and kind of having Googled it just to sort of see if I was anywhere close, there were people who were doing it at that level. But then they were saying, oh, you know, the, the persona that you mentioned, the Black Frost, it was kind of, yeah, use that, use that. And I didn't have that. But I thought, well, you know, I've been kind of progressing okay so far with the previous bosses and being kind of a few levels under the the standard. So I thought that'll be okay. And so the first kind of fight, like I said, it went on for ages and then I died 
And then I died again, so I thought, oh, I'll rank up a bit. So I, the second time, I think I was 43, maybe. And it just was really annoying. I kind of, I think I just whiffed on guarding. I should have been guarding some sort of attack with each of my party members, because that's the other thing I did in this fight. I took direct control of all of my party members in this fight. And so I kind of had everyone infect, paralyzed. I had that everyone had fear, I think. Mm hmm. And then he came out with some attack that just like was a straight up death if you were already afflicted by fear. Yeah. And that took everyone out. So that was really bloody yep. annoying. But then the next time I'd kind of, I thought I'll pop down to the floor below. And the first enemy that I hit was three golden hands, took them all out, had about 20,000 XP. He instantly mm. ranked up two levels, went back up and fought him and managed to win. But mm. I don't think I've ever killed all three golden hands. No, I know me. This ever. was my this was my first my first attempt, and like I said, I just had like a lucky roll. Like I managed to get all three down with criticals at once, and then kind of the all out attack with all four party members managed to take them all out. So it was really jammy, as we would say in the UK. It was mm. really lucky, but I was like whew, mm. straight back up the stairs and into the boss fight. Nice. Yeah, I think the best luck I've had with them is when they summon. I think it's the pair of dice. And then the dice do like a last resort. Uh, yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, last resort. Mm. And then that'll kill them. So I, even when I do get the experience from them, it's because they killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I still use that whole critical thing. Yeah, um, the annoying thing I find when there's more than one of them is that I'll try and focus like on one of them, and then I think my party members will do. But there's always someone who'll just go and attack the one with full health rather than everyone focusing on the same one. And I just, yeah. at this point, like, I can't be bothered to take control, like, mid-fight of a single... But that always confuses me and frustrates me. But I'm having better luck with them now. That's why I said it. Everybody who joins my party is going to be controlled by me. That's, that's, yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so we don't... Who did you guys have in your party for this boss fight? Uh, I had uh, my character, Yukiko, Yosuke, and Kanji. That is my team. Yep, I just have this, the standard four. I'm not changing them. Yeah. Yeah, I changed it up for this one, and I had um, Teddy, because I kind of wanted to see what he was all about. And so I had me, Teddy, Yukiko, and Yosuke. Mm -hmm. And I had Teddy and Yukiko ru running as healers, and that kind of worked out pretty good for me in this fight and Teddy's quite strong but now yep. I'm at a, sorry I was, I was just saying like now I'm at a position where because we as we discussed in the last episode because you don't get XP for characters like who aren't in your party I have I went back and I did this boss or did this dungeon again t to fight the optional boss with Chie and um Kanji just to rank them up a bit and now I've got a decision to make going forward because I think I can't keep playing the field so to speak mm -hmm. and I, I'm really torn between whether to keep Teddy or Yukiko as my main healer I don't know don't know which one to pick god Yukiko is so good at healing though yeah I'm gonna have to make a decision it's it's tough yeah she is my white mage she's straight up I mean she's she's Sorry. got the perfect she's perfect at it she never runs out of SP yeah, yeah, she's just there, just that's doing true. it all. Teddy does run out quite quickly. Yeah. And Matt, what about you? You just had uh, Chie, Yosuke, and Yukiko? Yep. 
Yeah, and basically because of that whole conversation, because of what we talked about last time, I, I don't really want to change it up because I don't want to start getting into a situation where three of my characters are fully leveled and the fourth one is sort of lagging behind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess we can talk about this boss fight because it's – this is the beginning of the – more difficult boss fights. The boss fights that take a little bit more strategy. I'll put it that way. So this boss fight, um, it, it's two forms. Um, the main form is this little weird fetus baby thing. Which was really funny, I thought. Because yeah. a, a little dig at the character, I guess. Yeah. And... Um, it it has the ability to bring up a shell uh to um to basically defend itself uh and the shell looks like a 8 bit warrior yeah, like uh, that 3d dot game hero it looks a lot like 3d dot game heroes um and um with the shell up it does these interesting attacks where it looks like a old school rpg menu and it chooses to attack or use an item or use a spell. Um, but this is the first of, and I remember, and I, so I looked it up uh, on uh, on a um, a fact as well. But this is the beginning of every boss from now on gets two moves per turn. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Well, you're going to have to get used to it. Cause, yeah, it's not fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, every boss from now on is going to have that. It's going to have the ability to do two turns. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, uh, yeah, and that that's part of the reason why this, this fight was so difficult. Um, and on top of that, it has these interesting abilities where it can cause exhaustion on your characters or it can induce fear, uh, making your characters kind of useless at times. Um, and if you leave your characters feared, it has an ability that will kill anybody instantly if they're feared. Um, luckily, I have kind of ranked up some of my social links with these characters to where they kind of do like uh, in between turns, they will go up to a person who's feared or exhausted yep. and help them up. Or like smack them in the them. face. Yes, yeah, smack them in the face. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so called it, the wake up slap. Is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, Yoshi will just come up to you and slap you in the face. Yeah, get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by doing those social links, you know, it it, it has helped me out a lot. Um, but yeah, they, they it, during my fight with it, they, like I didn't have to do the fight again. I did. It only took me one try. Um, but it was a long ass fight. I'm talking like, yeah, I did it last night. And I started the fight at around five o'clock, um, and my girlfriend was coming over, and I had just finished a fight when my girlfriend came How smoothly in. Smoothly, that rolls off your tongue. Yeah, came in, came in the door, and it was great because I was like, okay, well, uh, that took about thirty minutes. I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, this was a long ass fucking boss fight. Um. But I did it at level 39, I think, because I remember my, my character leveled up to level 40 after beating this boss. Badass. And, yeah, uh, I was 42 when I first tried it and failed, and then 45 or 46 when I finally beat it. Holy shit. I need, you need to get me that Black Frost. Yeah, you got to get Black Frost. That was, um, 
and that that was the thing. I wasn't even looking up strategies and stuff like this, like that for this. I just wanted to like kind of go in as is because I, I went into the boss fight saying, okay, I'm probably going to fail this. Luckily, I can try from the beginning of the floor or whatever. It's not like I'm going to lose progress. Thank Christ for that, you know? Yeah. That that because yeah. I mean, you don't save that often in this game, and and Persona Three was bad about it. You could like because you would you would get parts since you were just climbing a tower and never ending tower kind of thing. You would reach floors that had a save point on them, but you could go three or four or five floors, get killed by a boss, and have to go start back from your last save. Uh, and in this one, they give you the option to okay, would you like to start from the your the last time you entered this floor? Yes, please. Thank God for that. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, I'll, I won't lose anything because there's nothing else on this floor except this boss fight. So I was like, let me just give it a shot. And I was like, huh, I think I can actually do this. And I I, I was able to actually do it. Um, and I would not have been able to do it without Black Frost on my side. So. Um, I highly suggest that persona. Ironically, the optional boss, I don't know if you guys have done it yet, or I'm assuming not, Matt, since you did it this morning, but the optional boss was so easy. Like, probably the easiest boss fight I've had in the entire game so far to this point. Really? Yeah, maybe that's just because I was at that point quite highly ranked. I think when I took on the boss I fight, the optional boss, I was like probably 46 because I ran through the whole dungeon again. Easy. It was one of those Transformer-looking dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Easy. so uh, what? Whose weapon do you get when you beat that boss? I can't. Rem- I don't. Joe, I can't remember. But I had to go and run to the end and look for it. And oh, what was it called? Um. Oh, it's my the main character's weapon. Oh, fantastic! So, yeah. Well, yeah, because I've been holding this stupid bloody sword that's kind of compared to everyone else's, really underpowered now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the new one's pretty good. I've so. got a. I got the myth-like sword. Yeah, I think that's what I might be using. And that's actually really powerful. It's it's up there with everybody else on my team. Hmm. Yeah, See, mine I it... don't have that. Mine, uh, for whatever reason, I've not been able to get like a better weapon for my main character. So, have yeah, you... I'm, I'm using the myth-like sword, but it's probably fifty percent less damage on a standard hit than anyone else is. Really? Yeah, I, I'm doing fifty to sixty, and they're doing ninety-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie, just FYI, when you go to the weapon shop in town, mm-hmm. sell your materials. Oh to that yeah, guy. I have been. Yeah, yeah he, have he'll create he'll create better weapons and stuff. Well, I have the best weapon for my character that he was selling, but at this point in the game, anyway. But it wasn't anywhere near as good as the one I just picked up from this optional boss fight. I can't remember where I get the myth-like sword. I think I might have bought it from Tanaka. On the the shopping network? Yeah, I think you can mm. get one there. Yeah. I think I found one somewhere. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I don't think I've come across that one. But yeah. no problem now. So. Yeah. Well, great. I will do that optional boss fight. Um, but after beating the boss, which it was, you know, it was a long fight for me, but I, I did beat it. Um, we talked to this weird ass kid who has black eyes he's so fucking weird looking he's creepy yeah and um i'd be tempted just to leave him in there to be honest (laughs) i mean like you obviously are right at home here yeah Yeah, the world can't be a better place with you on the outside (laughs) yeah so we fought his shadow essentially um and uh we take him outside of the uh, tv and you know everybody's kind of just yelling at him it's like, uh, why'd you do it? You know, what, what are you doing this for? 
And he's like, I just wanted attention. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter so... who I killed. Yeah. It's like, I didn't care who I killed. I just wanted to kill people who had, who had been on television. I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop on this whole conversation, but that's literally it, right? Yeah. And I was just kind of, um, I, I still say that with kind of like, maybe I've missed something really obvious or haven't gone up. But yeah, I, I kind of thought there was going to be more to that whole kid and his shadow and everything like that. Yeah. But he, he just was like, no, yeah, I just wanted the attention. Yeah, I wanted the attention. Nobody ever paid attention to me. You know, I asked out Yukiko and she rejected me. So what better way to get revenge than to kill her? And loads of other people unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Well, when I did that, like, so <laughs> I beat the boss and my girlfriend came in the door. And then you can't save, which I have to mention here. I was like, please don't let, like, my power go out or some bullshit like that. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, because there's so many cutscenes after this. But <laughs> she had on, on and off again been watching me play this game. Uh, and... Like during this time while they're in Juness yelling at this guy, every single person is like just cussing up a storm. Like, oh, you piece of shit. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. You know, just, just shit. I was like, Jesus. And she was like, I didn't realize this game was so mature. I was like, I guess it is. <laughs> it's like, they just like to yell and, and cuss a lot. Um, and it was like, but they were like hardcore, like, yeah, we're just, we're going to beat the living shit out of you. It's like, what are you going to do? You're just going to kill me? I'm like, no, we're not going to kill you. We're going to turn you over to the cops. You're going to fess up your crimes. And so that's yeah, what so they do. Yeah, to these uber threatening and scary cops in the form of like Adachi. <laughs> Adachi, yeah. Uh, well, Dodima, he may. Yeah. Well, he, he, yeah. he may be bad cop. You know, he'll play bad cop. Um, but we actually don't see any of that. They don't actually show him, like, take him away or anything like that. Um, but yeah, you know, game over. Yeah, mystery we're, solved. We're done. Yeah, all, all uh, finished. Yeah, and so we go. Uh, this game wasn't that long at all. No. Nah. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we we go and um, uh, have a, a cook off with omelets. Oh, fucking hell! This was the most <laughs> tedious, bloody scene in, that I've experienced so far in the whole game, other than the whole kind of scene at the. The camping thing where like there was that weird scene that ended up with them um, Yosuke being owed bathing suits by the girls or whatever. Do you remember <laughs> that whole and, and that was really annoying. Yeah. And offensive and just part of the whole issue that I have with this game for its kind of gender issues and everything like that. But the omelette scene was just and it went on and on and on and on. And you just had to try it. She it was kind of everyone cooks an omelette for Nanako and then she tastes it and then there's like a huge discussion about it and it's disgusting and then she tastes the next one and I'm sitting there pressing the triangle button repeatedly on my Vita trying to cycle through all this dialogue. No. Just no need for it. Just so annoying. Yeah, not not to mention that like the, the scene seemed unnecessary but also when you get into it, I was thinking, what's the point of it? Like, what? It was just, yeah. Because at one point, like, Nanako's like, oh, it's spicy, but it's good. And I'm like, is that good cool. or bad? I kind of like my omelette spicy. I have no idea what we're even saying here. I will I... never get that five minutes back. I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, I think it, Nanako was just trying to be nice to everybody. No, it's just stupid. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a waste of time, but at the same time, I was just like, ah, you know, they're trying to be cute. You're a more patient man than me. Uh, well, I was actually trying to cycle through it too, because my girlfriend was like, okay, when are you going to stop playing this? <laughs> and I was like, I'm trying to find a save point. Just relax. You know, cause the, like while this was going on, I was like, God, this is a long ass cutscene. It has not asked me if I'd like to save yet or not. Yeah. And, and so the, the only thing I did, I think, that adds a little bit to that scene is having gone through essentially Yukiko's whole storyline. Yeah. Because a lot of hers is about trying to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe that was going to come up. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this would have played out differently if her and I hadn't spent so much time cooking before. But I don't think I had any bearing on it. Not, it, it didn't. I can guarantee it. Her, her, her omelet was still shitty. Yeah, because we just went through this whole thing. She's a decent cook now. Yeah. Decent enough, but then right? why would she make a shitty omelette as well? See, that doesn't make any sense then, Matt, does it? That's No, you know, exactly. I, I, I thought maybe that was going to help it and there was going to be some payoff. That's sort of why I was so confused. I'm like, what what bearing does this have on anything? So you've literally wasted all that time for nothing. Yeah. Well, everybody's got full bellies, I guess. No, it's – it's it, this – yeah, this is actually, alpha protocol, Matt. <laughs> You know, you can't change anything. Everything's going to happen. Yeah. Despite the fact that we've spent months now dating and cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All that time was wasted. Not just the five minutes for the omelets. (laughs) I don't know. um, Why do we need to have all these scenes that just, like, take the piss out of the fact that no one could cook as well? Because the exact same scene happened... When on the school camping trip, it's, when the, I mean, the Chie and Yukiko were supposed to cook for the the guys, and that turned out to be horrendous, and there was much spitting out of food and illness. Yeah, just like my real life forty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it's it's like they're trying to establish characters, you know. With a sledgehammer. Well, this is uh, what I mean. You know, it's kind of like there are moments when the game's literalness is really quite well played, like with the whole void dungeon and everything. And then this kind of stuff where you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. They can't cook for shit. No, that's. Sorry, I told you I was going to be raging about it this episode. Well, that, that's fine. It's, it, I mean, that's you know, it's that's how you feel, and um, I found it a little, you know, heavy-handed. But I was just like, you know, it's it's that it's this game. It's I think it's partially due to how its storytelling is handled, as yeah. well as it's is the culture. You know, I mean, they you know the culture. If you've ever played other anime ish games, like the yeah. hi- hyper dimension Neptunia, almost practically every single cutscene in that game shouldn't be there. It's one of those things, I guess, it just goes back to the kind of issues we discussed in earlier episodes about the kind of overall concerns about the way the story is told in the game and the issues with the game. It's just another manifestation of that, really. I think it's, you know, I don't think it's sort of a stat. I think it was just this kind of whole, that everything we've covered in this episode was essentially probably the most frustrating kind of time I've had with the game to date on the back of kind of the issues I had following the whole Risei dungeon. I think I I like doing the dungeons, especially kind of going into a dungeon for the first time, because I kind of, I I love kind of going into the combat as opposed to the walking around and interacting and kind of the social link stuff. Yeah. But it was the one time where even the dungeon kind of frustrated me a bit 
because of the the length of some of the floors and the 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 grind aspect and it's kind of like when you go back to grind you know you you know you're going with a purpose of like right i'm mm-hmm. gonna retread my footsteps uh, this is going to be really repetitive but i need to rank up those levels that can be a bit annoying but it has a point it's more kind of when i go into a new dungeon i kind of don't want to have that feeling right off the bat if that yeah. makes sense yeah. and it did just get quite frustrating for me and then obviously the boss fight you know, yes, the difficulty kind of definitely ramped up. And it it's not that I want the game to be easy or a walk in the park. And I kind of, it wasn't like the boss fight was to the point where I was like, fuck this shit. You know, it's kind of, I know I can beat it, so I just have to figure out what I'm doing. And I don't mind that in a game because that's kind of yeah. the point of a game like this, you know. So that is kind of frustration with payoff. It's more this whole kind of little episode was just, yeah, too Tedious. many frustrations yeah. and not enough kind of payoffs, I guess. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way, you know. It was it was, you know, it was tedious. That's that's the yeah, best way to describe really, it. Yeah. Agreed. Matt, what about you? How do you feel? I mean, basically the same. I, I don't really have any, you know, anything that's substantially different to say about that. I, you know, I, I agree with that. I I don't mind the stuff outside of the dungeon though, aside from when it's awkwardly long and pointless like the cooking scene. I'm still enjoying the so sort of both aspects. I still enjoy walking around and figuring out who I'm going to rank up my social links with and, I don't know, all the nonsense of reading a book so that I can read other books faster. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, I did that as well. Yeah, I like the um, – I, I totally forgot to mention. They, they kind of take a piss on uh, Twilight. <laughs> did anybody read that book? Oh, Yeah. It's like the the witch. and also there's vampires. Yeah, and it has something to do with vampires. Or vampires are involved. It's and it says it's actually physically painful for you to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was actually really good. I like I like how they did that. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's I don't know. It, it, I, I for me, I kind of enjoyed this boss fight uh, because it was the first time so far during this playthrough where I was kind of in a rhythm. I was like, okay, all right, he did this and this, I need to do this, this, okay, you do this. And I I felt like I was kind of like in my groove right there. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this. All right. And because originally I I went into the boss fight saying, I'm probably going to lose this, but I just want to see what the guys got, you know? And then I was like, oh, I can actually do this. I'm going to try this. You know, I kind of really got into it. And I was like, man, this is a long fight, and I hope this pays off. And it paid off, and I was like, okay, I felt like I actually accomplished something here. Yeah. Um, rather than just kind of like powered through something or made it so easy by grinding that it was kind of like a nonchalant yeah. thing. Um, so I actually enjoyed the boss fight. I think that the dungeon was kind of tedious. Um, and then, you know, the cutscenes and stuff like that. I, you know, it, I, I like the overarching story. As far as like who this murderer is, what they're doing, why they're doing it, um, but you know the, the small in between sections were kind of tedious. The whole Nanako, let's go cook an omelet for her thing. Uh, I, I get where they're coming from and what they're trying to do with it. Um, it just doesn't. It's not conveyed very it's well. Just, yeah, it's too much and it's just badly written. I think, and even even in the kind of tone that they've established for this game, you know, and and. That, that as you say like this is just kind of an aspect of the genre and it's this is this is the sort of stuff that you can expect even in that context it's just too much i think yeah it just felt totally forced 
too long and just unnecessary. Yeah. I'm really interested with the point that we're at now, though. You know, I, I'm assuming yeah. we've got another 30 hours to play, which is half the game, but the killer's caught. So where does the story go? Mm. That's a good question. You've already played through it, Drew, so you know, right? <laughs> I have not. I, this is obviously the farthest I've been in this game, so I'm I'm curious yeah. to see what happens with the rest of it. it me too, well, me too, to a degree, because yeah. yeah. Brave New World. So, Just, just remember, Matt, um, you're going to get to a point where you have to make decisions, um, and you can, quote-unquote, get a bad ending, just like you can with Persona 3. Um. So I would say when you start getting that feeling, just take a look at a fact, you know, not, Ooh, not, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. Not the, I don't well, care if I get a bad ending. Well, yeah. But what the, the problem is, is that if you get the quote unquote bad ending, you miss out on like a lot of extra stuff, like a whole month's worth of stuff. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you, Sophie, I get the feeling you're just so done with this game. <laughs> Uh, it's just difficult, isn't it? Because it, it, like I said, this is probably not the best time for me to comment objectively on how I feel about the game. Yeah. Because having finished this bit, I was just like flipping heck. I was so pleased to put it down because having finished it before we even recorded the last episode, I was like, cool, I can just have a bit of a break from Persona now for a few days. Right. So, you know, like now when I pick it up this week... I'm not going to be going and think, oh, I just don't want to play it. Like now I'm kind of thinking, well, at least now new direction, see where it goes. It's kind of, it's nice. I think I need to play this game like quite a lot in in short bursts and give myself days off, if that makes sense. Well, you can most certainly do that because I have a feeling we're not going to record something for the next week, obviously. Um, because, you know, Matt's going to be out of town and then the week, that weekend, don't you have to do something too? Uh, that's the following weekend. The following but yeah, weekend. I'm, but I'm yeah. not done with it, and I promised you guys that I'm going to... And so it's what I like about doing this is that I'm playing a game that I wouldn't necessarily play, and I think it's kind of making for a good conversation, at least, because we all kind of... It's funny what we do agree on and what we don't, don't agree on, and I think it's good to have at least people coming from different perspectives about what they feel about the game. So Absolutely. That's... I'm gonna, even if I'm here complaining every episode... I'll still be in it. <laughs> that, that's that's the wonderful thing about Phoenix Down and game clubs and book clubs in general is that there's some games that I have done for this show that I would not have played. You know, there there and 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 sometimes it comes out to be a great experience. Sometimes it comes out to be a bad experience. You know, but at the same time, it feels like I'm actually doing something. You know, I'm playing yeah, I'm playing through fucking Persona Four, which is a scary, daunting task when you when you think about it. You know, when you when people say, what's a long-ass RPG that takes a lot of time to get into? Well, Persona 4 is one of them. And, you know, truth be told, I love Persona 4. Um, at the same time, I don't know if I would have ever went back and played it again. But because yeah. we're doing it for Phoenix Down, I was like, all right, yeah, let's do this shit. You know, I'm, and I think I'm totally you can, down for that. You can love a game or a book or a TV show or a movie and still kind of be able to have issues with it that you want to talk about aspects that you'd criticize or oh, yeah. that you think are missteps i think i don't think like whether you love or hate a game precludes anyone from having those kind of conversations Absolutely. which is what's cool about this podcast yeah so uh yeah that's uh 
that's where Assu- I ended. So yeah, assuming we're not having conversations like, "Oh, Drew, you suck. I can't believe you like Persona Four. <laughs> You're wrong." Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm, I, I kind of feel that way. But no, nice. <laughs> uh, no, it's um, I, I'm I'm enjoying my time with it so far. It feels like I'm actually doing something, you know. I, and I, I've always done that. I felt like that with um with most of the game club games that we do. It's just like, it, it feels like I'm accomplishing something. I'm finishing something. Which I will is something definitely I don't feel, do I'll feel a sense of accomplishment if I get through this whole game. <laughs> you, you, you should feel accomplished because this game is not, it, A, it's not easy and B, it's long. It's, it's a very long, long game. Um, so yeah, it's, you should definitely feel accomplished for doing something. Um, we don't have any emails, which, you know, Kinda, I can see because we recorded last episode two days ago, so yeah. that's that's okay. I'm uh, gonna throw a request out there for opinions on Marmite. Okay. So, like, I'm I'm extending the survey to listeners, yay or nay on Marmite. I know we do have some European listeners who have you know access to Marmite, so we can we can definitely get some opinions there. Let us, uh, let us know. You can send me an email. It's drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, let us know about Marmite as well as persona four. <laughs> and, um, you can also tweet to us. Uh, I am at DML fury. Matt is at R E M G S. And Sophie is at S M holiday. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix down. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it for us. We, we I stopped right there. I, I I don't want to talk anymore on it because you know we're obviously getting into some revelations a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I don't know exactly what we're gonna do for next week. Uh, or, or this episode will go up next week. Like we're recording on Saturday, so a week from now this episode will go up. The next week, I don't know if we'll be able to record. If that's if that that's totally fine. If we can't, because you know this is a long game, we try to pace ourselves with stuff. That's totally fine. We need breaks every once in a while too. Um, so it kind of gives us a chance to you know we don't have to just play Persona Four all the time. Um, but we'll, we'll we're gonna get in contact with each other about that. So I don't know exactly what we may do there. Uh, but you know you got you got a good amount of content here. Um, I'm gonna try to record Thunder in a Paradise. Um, next uh, week and uh, hopefully edit that and get it up. So you guys can probably listen to that. Um, we're having a good time with that. And uh, it's going to be a pretty crazy episode next episode, just to, you know, get everybody a little teaser. <laughs> They're going to have their real first boss fight. Um, and I've got it all planned out and everything. It's going to be really great. I, I think so. You know, I've, 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 it's, it's crazy how much work I've put into, our Dungeons and Dragons game, just just like writing stuff down. It's I have good. a I have a whole fucking notebook. It's those production values, buddy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and hopefully people enjoy that too. But that's it for us. Um, we're gonna get out of here. I do appreciate everybody listening. But until next time, I'm Drew. <laughs> that's we're a stalemate now. I'm Sophie. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll be returning uh, with more Persona 4.